This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Sixteen minutes after seven o'clock. Thank you so much, Bermudez, the makers of Crick's Your Vital Supply. Thank you so much. Make sure and have uh, Crick's in your car, at home, at work. If you're traveling to Mexico, walk with Crick's. If you're traveling to Miami, walk with Crick's. You're boarding that flight, walk with a Crick's. You never know. You never know. All right. Thank you so much, Bermudez. Make it a quick for our vital supply. Uh, quickly, uh, traffic update heavy from Trinity City towards Dewey and then heading to Port of Spain. It was heavy. Uh, I don't know if it still is. Uh, leaving San Fernando from C3 towards Claxton Bay. Southern Main Road going to St. Margaret's Village towards Claxton Bay. Also got some traffic. Rivulet Road traffic. Coover towards Edinburgh. You've got it. All right. Where do you think you're going to get traffic this morning? You will. Maraval is not too bad. All right, that's quick traffic update for you. Let's get into the results of our morning poll. Who's got the results, Wendell? Yes, I do. I do. Of course, this morning we asked, um, do you believe that the government is spying on you? That, that, that's, a, that's a shorter version of our poll, including WhatsApp messages. And we had 26 people waiting on our poll this morning. 24 said, yes, you believe that is so. And two people said no, they don't believe that. All right. Um, so a lot of a lot of people a lot of people think that the government is in fact spying. Of course, these accusations are not new. If you remember when government changed in 2010, um, the, the incoming prime minister made those accusations. It resulted in a, a lot of changes in the FSA okay. and SIA and all manner of things. Um, Brigadier Peter Joseph was. Um, unceremoniously dismissed the commissioner of police went this way a lot of changes were made in the security network and a telephone operator was installed as the head at the head of our special security agency uh, <laughs> who could forget those days uh, eh? <laughs> can we move on uh, huh? all right well let's get it um let's yeah, bring the in thing was last night you know when the continue now and what the meeting was last night you miss your slot <laughs> I just reminding people. Okay. All right. These, are, these accusations are not new. All right. Um, of course, we do have Valmiki Maharaj. Of course, he's in TNT for once. Um, uh, Valmiki, morning. morning to you, Pala. Of course, we had a poll yesterday. We gave the results um, uh, this morning. We asked people yesterday, do you agree with Tobago having its own separate carnival in October? Of course, it's the 20th and 30th, uh, 20th to 30th. Of October and 75% yes, of course. Valmiki is is with the big band they call Tribe. Good morning. Morning, morning. How are you all doing today? Not too morning, bad. Valmiki. Good to see you here. Good to, good to good to see you all and hear you all as well. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw you. <laughs> this, this is not exactly um news. I mean nothing new. In other words, this has been touted for quite a little while, right? Uh, issue of a Tobago carnival um, in October, um, which generally is, is is a quiet month in terms of activity. Um, it's just it's the month I think before um, 
um, help me, Caleb Solmont, I think. Um, so, so, so it's nothing new in terms of putting a carnival in October. But how, how, how excited are you, um, Valmiki, and your and your organization? Because you come from a huge, as a matter of fact, carnival could just be your organization alone. <laughs> well, it, it basically is carnival, um, twenty four seven, twelve months for the year, morning, noon, and night is the way that we approach Recording it. Recording so in progress. Um, in terms of excitement, definitely very excited, both for the people of Tobago and across here in Chanel and the world. I mean, I'm excited for any more opportunity for storytelling and cultural exchange, and that's what I think, uh, that's what I am personally most excited about for, for this new festival, if you will. Um, I think it's an opportunity to really dive down culturally into Tobago. You know, we all know about the heritage festivals and little festivals that they have on the island that scatter throughout the year, puncture, punctuating the entire calendar. And I think having this space gives designers an opportunity to really dive into the history and the meat of Tobago and express that through costuming and display. I mean, we are yet to see what the actual carnival is going to manifest as, you know, what the road parade will look like, what the parties would look like, etc. But if it is to match anything like what, you know, us, this style has, I think it could really be something beautiful to see. Now, I know October generally is a month where Carnival is launched in Trinidad um, in preparation for like the February or March of the following year. But launch is very dangerous. I said launch is a very dangerous kind of air quote kind of, kind of way because I, I, for us really, we launched Carnival in the July and August months, quite frankly, because that's when we need to start our preparation for it to be ready for the, the road. So um, I suppose and launching then is the ceremonial. Yes, yes, yeah. understood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So will, will that pose a challenge at all for you all? I don't think so at all because, as I said, we really start from a lot, a, a lot earlier and in advance. And quite frankly, I think because of the the distance and scheduling, it will give um, Trinidadian companies and so the opportunity to be able to support the Tobago partners and to be a part of that festival. Mm. Have you been approached? Sorry? Have you been approached by the Tobago organizers? No, we have not. We have. Mm. You know, you mentioned something a while ago, and I'm wondering if the state, in a comprehensive way, looks at it like that. Because when people hear Carnival in Tobago, most people respond mentally and emotionally by thinking, oh my God, time to jump up and free up and wind down. But you mentioned, uh, commendably so, the opportunity to look at culturally and heritage-wise, what Tobago has to offer and tell those stories in the carnival, which is a different approach and a more sustainable approach in terms of offering something that Jamaica or Trinidad or Barbados can't offer because Tobago has a rich history and a rich culture that's unique to Tobago that can be told through mass and expression. Definitely. I What I'll tell you, it's... Um interesting for me as an artist is you know every year you have conversations with masqueraders and stakeholders and designers about you know what the bands will present next and in the back of my mind i have always wanted to present something based on tobago but for some reason i just didn't feel and i don't know if this is correct to say but i didn't feel you know qualified enough to do so at the time and in the Trinidadian setting so when i heard about the potential of the tobago carnival um if the opportunity did present itself for me to design for Tobago, it's something that I would be very excited about, you know. I think, you know, the history is very rich, um, more so than any of us sometimes even remember from day to day, because sometimes we become so 
obsessed with Trinidad and Trinidad's history that we sometimes forget the separate history that they have that our sister isle has. Um, I think that the expressions that we see during the Tobago Heritage Festival and the other, as I mentioned, small festivals that come through the entire year, I think that you know people might be able to find a really beautiful way to kind of show those in a different light, a different setting in this different environment. Now, now Valmiki, you, you raised something earlier on in terms of, of the bands preparing for Carnival the following year by doing their launches in July and so on. Is that something now that will also have to take place in the Tobago setting? And is it that you will be moving camp to Tobago or moving costume into to Tobago? How, how, how will that work out? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking while the carnival is in October, Tobago will certainly be benefiting from a lot of activity prior to October. Definitely. I think um, it really depends on the approach that the band leaders and the different stakeholders take or are, uh, or the opportunity that they're given, to be quite honest. Um, it could go one of two ways. If they take the style of the party carnivals that we have right now, preparation needs to start a long time in advance. Um, you know, Trinidad, is in, Trinidad and Tobago, we are not material producing, uh, a material producing nation. And so as a result, for us to get the volume that we need to get, and we do need to order things, even if we are doing anything close to 100% or even a percentage of our local production, we still need to bring th things in. So that needs to be considered in the timeline and the production timeline going into a project such as this. I think, you know, because of the success of Trinidad Carnival over the years, there's a level of quality that will be expected from the Tobago Carnival. And that's going to be a lot of pressure, you know, and so a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of planning is going to have to go into the preparation of not only the costumes, but the actual experience for the end user. Yeah. So, 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 do you see yourself setting up, going now and looking for a space in Tobago to set up a mask camp? Well, you know, it, it's it's kind of a, a, a trick question. On one side, as I said, creatively, I would love to be a part of the Tobago conversation. However, right now, both myself and my organization, understandably, so are very focused on the restarting of our own industry and the presentation of Carnival 2022 and 2023. That is our main focus right now. On the flip side of it, whilst we would like to be there, I also think it's a unique opportunity for Tobago businesses, Tobago designers, Tobago producers to really take the forefront here. Um, I think with the support of Trinidadian experienced stakeholders, but I think that's something that should also be discussed, you know, um, in terms of would we even be given the opportunity? Are we allowed to, to present a band in Tobago, you know? Is it only Tobagonians that have allowed it? We don't know any of that. We, I really have zero information when it comes to that part of it. Yeah, you're raising, you're raising something interesting there. The because that, that's going to be my next question. Yeah. What do you need as a band, as an organization, from the House of Assembly and Tobago organizers to facilitate a, an effective collaboration between Trinidad stakeholders and Tobago? Because I'm presuming that the organizers in, the organizers in Tobago are not only looking at Tobagonians' participation. A large part of the success of Tobago Carnival is going to be Trinidadians going across and people from around the world going there. Right. As a stakeholder, what do you need in place? I think um, a lot. <laughs> we need information, one. <laughs> you know, we need advisement and we need um, some sort of communication basically saying the direction that they want this thing to, to, to be taken. Um, I read an article this morning in the Express uh, with uh, Johnny Kwan and a number of other stakeholders kind of speaking about, you know, yo, we're excited to be a part of it, but we need some more information or we need to be invited to be a part of it or we need 
some information, you know, basically. And I kind I kind of do agree with that part. And I'm sure in the next coming couple of weeks we will receive some sort of communication from THA or or, or the governing bodies. Hmm. Because uh, uh, yeah, uh, as I said, you raised something that interesting in terms of what what direction they will go. In terms of is it that they are trying to promote band leaders coming out of Tobago as opposed to Trinidadians coming across and doing the mass there? And is the timing? Do you think that the timing of this might not be ideal in light of the fact that we haven't really had a carnival here in two years? And we are looking forward to a really bumper season in 2023. So do you think that the, that the, the loyalties may be split? Well, let me tell you, I, I'm a firm believer in if if you don't start, you wouldn't start. And to start, you need to start. So mm. I don't think there would ever be a right time, you know, after um, one tragedy or crisis or moment, there will be another one and there will always be another one. So I would say, you know, if I mean, if they say now is the time, now is the time, the question is how big, what aspects of the carnival they will start with. Um, and of course, most importantly, the preparation time, because mm. I mean, a carnival is not a, a project to be taken on lightly. There's a, there are a lot of factors and the inaugural years, I think, are really important in terms of dictating what is to come, the structure, the foundation, you know, if the foundation will be house good it's going to fall down. So you kind of have to put those things I, into place. I'm just remembering, and this is a three-day weekend that is being envisioned, or that has been envisioned. This is the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th, including possible street parade. As you say, you don't have information. Um, the the week-long parties before, probably the weekend before, into the weekend with parties and fets, uh, other activities, food festival and stuff. There's no information as to what will comprise it. And I remember the challenges of airlift, hotel and guest room accommodation, ground transfers, and other dramas with Tobago Jazz Festival in the past mm -hmm. that had been significant. Mm -hmm. And this is adding costumes and parade to that. So it is not as simple uh, an exercise as people may think if it is to be uh, ex uh, executed properly. There are a lot of moving parts. If you are to expect Trinidadians to go across, or people from up the Caribbean or diaspora to come in to participate and have a great experience, as you said, Valniki, so that when they go back, they say, damn, I want to come next year, or if I missed it, I missed a great show. And those things are very important in the inaugural year. Correct. And I'm, I'm happy you brought this up because, honestly, that was part of a major part of the, the conversation that we were having across at the tribe camp when we first heard about it. And we were like, well... You know, anybody who's getting involved in the carnival side of it to forecast, you need to know how many beds are available in Tobago at the time, you know, how many people can actually get across there. And by extension, then, you know, who is the customer? Um, who, who are we marketing to? Who are we not marketing to? Who are we providing for? And that is really, really important information, not only in terms of saying how many costumes you're going to be designing and providing and producing, but even in terms of the style of those costumes, you know, you need information on the market. Hmm. Do you think, because uh, very often an overall theme, because you mentioned the cultural and heritage part of it, to give people some direction in terms of even their designs and, and what, what they think they want to, to portray, if, if there's an overall theme, would help? I, I, I do think so. Um, there, there are, you know, there, there are other many, uh, many other one-day 
carnivals or one-day festivals that happen not only throughout the region but throughout the world that are very successful in terms of having a theme across the entire weekend you know so for example i'm just saying like heroes weekend dream weekend and other ones like that around the world i don't think that uh, i mean as a as, as a creative i probably will feel very pigeon held if you give the entire carnival one theme for me to design for but i think it would be really nice to kind of see some sort of thematic presentation for the first year that will kind of you know lead the communication and everything throughout the entire festival it may actually help stakeholders a little bit too in terms of shaping their events shaping the names shaping you know what 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 is the the overall characteristic what is the personality of this festival it isn't going to be trinidad it's going to be something else and i think for me that's one of the things that excites me you know when you go to tobago there's a level of authenticity you get when you interact with the first person you get when you walk out the airport or you walk out the boat i think that's something that can't be ignored carnival is uh, a festival that the storytelling is based in authenticity and a lot of time when we times when we lose that is when we lose the essence of the carnival itself um and that's why i keep making reference to you know the inclusion of authentic tobago voices in terms of the the preparation also you know it's an opportunity to showcase the various aspects the, the sights and, and sounds of tobago uh but again it needs a certain level of organization to get people to one identify the the spots if, if you want them to go to an island pool if you want them to go to castara if you want them to go to roxborough to a blue food festival those things need to be because the time is not that long <laughs> we already in april and april may june july august september october it's five months but to advertise what you want people to, to partake in and to to give people a sense of what they need to put aside to book if they want to put aside funds because it's an opportunity that people have not had for two years so I, I, I appreciate the October 2022 time frame but there's so much that needs to go into making this a success definitely um it also the, the timing is also important because right now it's happening very close to Miami Carnival, you know, within a four-week range there. And if we are targeting diaspora and the people who go to the carnivals around the world, Miami Carnival is a bumper carnival last year. It was huge. And, you know, by all expectations, this year is also going to be huge as well. So it has to then be seen as well, you know, are we going to be able to get those people to come here? You know, you mentioned the other activities in Tobago, which I think is really beautiful. You know, the, the conversation of Trinidad Carnival cannot happen without the beauty of Tobago. Every single masquerader that comes in, even the ones who live in Trinidad, not even about coming in. You play mass on Ash Wednesday, you go to Tobago, or the week after you go to Tobago. It's your cool down space. It's it's the beauty, you know, it's the beach, it's the sun, sea, sand. And I think that's something that is really, really, really important and needs to be pushed as well along with the carnival, that the experience of coming to this Tobago Pop Carnival is a much bigger picture that you get to see the beauty of the Caribbean, of the island, you know. It's different than just coming to a party on the weekend. More than How important is employing technology? Because I would imagine, if I were launching and making an announcement about Tobago Carnival, and I know the new assembly is recently installed, so they must be trying to do so much, so much at this time. But I would have launched with a Tobago Carnival app or Tobago Tourism app where you could get all the information you need one time. And you can... Click here to book hotel. Click here to book air transportation. Click here to book tours. Click here to order food. <laughs> you understand? Because sometimes we underestimate the facilitating nature of technology. How, how important it, is that? Oh my God, I think it's so important. I think, 
especially after the past two years that we have been through technology has 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 increased its importance if possible in our lives um i think also a, a little bit earlier i mentioned or reference the user experience and that's what we need to really focus on not only for Tobago carnival but for trinidad as well the carnivals that we are entering are carnivals of experience where everything that touches the end user needs to be considered and that comes with technology you know we need to make it as easy as possible for them if we are looking at um welcoming guests to the country that's the way the rest of the world lives you know for everything from postmates to uber to everything else they get right on their phone it's very very convenient and so when they come to the island sometimes it's a little bit of a culture shock for them some of the things that have become part of our everyday lives are not part of their everyday lives and so we need to think about that international language the language of the world um if we are going to create a product that, that needs to sit alongside other tourism products on the world stage i don't know when last year when they went to tobago but i'll tell you the last time i went to tobago and it's, it's, it's a concern that's been voiced recently that for whatever reason and i'm not trying to get political here a lot of the infrastructure is run down uh and that the roads the 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 uh, access points even the airport you know in terms of facilitating mass transportation to and from the island has challenges or have challenges uh do you think that the and, and the and the assembly is a new assembly and they're already talking about money constraints hmm. how critical is that going to be because i don't want to leave trillion and go and run to, to a place and i'm not saying run down in the overall sense but i mean the, the simple things you take for granted that we accept well that's just life in trillion and tobago hmm. a, a person who's coming from europe or north america is not going to upset, accept they're going to say what is this you understand and are we taking that for granted, even in the Trinidad context, when it comes around to Carnival next year? I do think, I, I think that's a, a major challenge, but also just a major facet. And what I mean by that, okay, it is a challenge in terms of we are a smaller developing nation. We do not have all the money in the world to do everything at the same time. We would love to rebuild the airport and rebuild the highways and rebuild the everything at the same time. But just me, and again, this is not me being political, this is just me thinking as a citizen that um, we can't do everything at the same time, you know? However, that being said, I think that's where communication comes in. When a visitor comes to Trinidad, comes to Tobago, comes to any of our festivals at any time in the year, I think if we contextualize that you are coming to an island, I think if we communicate in such a way so that people are prepared for what they are coming for, um, it could be something as simple as travel tidbits, tips for, tips for the visitor, you know, somebody can't come here expecting that they're going to JFK. I don't go to another Caribbean island thinking that I'm going to be going to JFK. No, I'm not, I'm not suggesting they're going yeah. to JFK, but remember that we are competing with Jamaica, Barbados, Grenada, and, and they are really tourist-driven countries that have infrastructure right. in place. So while I'm not expecting JFK, I'm expecting a standard of care and infrastructure that I'm accustomed and, to in other similar jurisdictions. And the key word that you said there was really care. So, for example, in Jamaica Carnival, um, any communication that I have ever received from bands, from friends, from anybody, it speaks about when you get to the airport and the, the, the maxi drive or the taxi drive, how long it's going to be and you cater for this and you cater for that. Jamaicans are so, 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 so good at that. They're so really good at, I think, preparing you from before about what this experience is going to be before you even get there. 
and you know part, part of that just makes it better because you're surprised by something you know you don't jump off the airport then thinking oh my god i'm gonna walk you know what the cost minutes. of ground transportation transportation Correct. should be you know what the yes. cost of a, of a party ticket is generally you know what the yes. cost of a meal is generally you know where to get meals you know where to get this kind of meal that kind yes. of meal information is king so that you, when you go to this platform or these platforms you know what to expect when you land a lot of times you see ministries of tourism or different governing bodies inviting i suppose what you would refer to as influencers or spokespersons to come and experience but then blog and speak about the the on the ground experience and i think that's something that could be very useful here as well where different travelers or different people who could speak from the experience of the user could then say well what is to be expected in any of our i'm going to crack a joke here let me hear that's what we have watson duke for <laughs> my god <I'm> sorry. <laughs> it's too early for <laughs> when you say um, influencer is is the carnival is the carnival being promoted or or or, or run by the ncc or the tha to um tha tourism or, or, or culture i'm not certain where the where the where who's taking the lead on this well Are same you aware? Here. no i'm not oh okay <laughs> Yes, I, I, I really I really didn't have any information when it comes to that. But again, because it was recently launched, I did expect in the next couple of weeks we would hear something either directly from them, them or in the media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that I think that will be interesting from the from the perspective of, of, of Trinidad's involvement. Yeah, you know, I think I think it would be either impossible or not advisable to start totally fresh so even if there was a separate you know tobago carnival commission or some sort of board that was put into place to run the carnival i think it would need some advisement or some um you know injection from the ncc or at least from the major stakeholders in trinidad you know some support um in some which way yeah do we have any tobago band leaders here in trinidad not as far as i know i've never met any before yeah. there may be i know we have Many designers who have, you know, who are originally Tobagoan, you know, maybe live here right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that we have we have a, a Tobagoan at the head of Pan Trinbago. So I would and I would imagine that this carnival will involve Pan and, and things like that. You know? Definitely. I, I heard Paul before mentioning a food festival. I mean, obviously when we think about Tobago, um, you know, e even from from a, a, a weekly Sunday school perspective, like you get excited about that idea of that Tobago food court, you know? So I think that's something that could be taken and totally elaborated upon. Yeah. And uh, what can we expect from the tribe in 2023? Oh gosh, all kind of thing. We've been working very hard. Bust the marks, bust the marks. Paul tribe sell out already, you know? I know, but bust the marks. What, what, cause I know that you all have taken the time to, to do some soul searching. You're a very successful organization mm -hmm. and you're known for innovation. What can we expect from Tribe in 2022? Give us three three things that we may not have seen before or that we can expect that we may have seen before that may have evolved. So three things. So one thing I would tell you is um, for the past two years, we have been working fully on our system. So as a customer, as an end user for Tribe, you are probably going to have the most seamless carnival experience in terms of the registration receiving your costume that you have ever had before. Um, a lot of it is based on innovation, a lot of it is based on experimentation, so I really hope it goes the way that we plan it, but we're working very hard on that to make sure that 
you know, it's different from what you had experienced many years before. When Tribe first started back in those days, everything was based on a paper-based system. Within the next couple of years, we turned it into an online system that we kept developing every couple of years. And that's what I mean in terms of changing what that user experience is. Um, you know, we want to make sure that people have the maximum amount of time to party and to enjoy themselves when they come to the island rather than spending time in terms of, uh, you know, costume receiving, collection, etc., etc. So all of those things we have been working on. The other thing I would say is in terms of design, some of the designs I've been seeing coming from our designers already because they have already started designing for 2023 have been amazing. I think two years of the soul searching that you mentioned have really allowed people creativity to go to a different space. I know Team Lost Tribe has been working really hard and what I've been seeing, seeing from our young designers is really a state of maturity and a state of elevated design, both in terms of what you see visually, but also in terms of comfort and that sense of freedom that the masquerader gets from wearing the costume. The third thing, and there's, there are many more than three, but the third thing I would say really that's first on the docket is Melee, which is the partnership between Tribe and Marshall. So next week or the week after, next week we head to Mexico um, to present, I suppose, a soca resort, if you will. You know, Tribe and Marshall have taken over a resort in Mexico um, and really redone the entire space with uh, an entire host of events that will take over an entire weekend. Well, more than a weekend, uh, an entire week um, in Mexico. And uh, yeah, we're excited to see people we haven't seen in a very long time, meet our masqueraders, First off, before we even launch Avenue that, ban for you. Uh, Avenue section. My bag's packed already. Avenue, Avenue section and ban for you, Valmiki. So you let me know when we can get it up the ground. We have, uh, a new brand, we have a new brand called this. So you, you mentioned Lost Scribe, and I, I'm suggesting now Lit Cribe, Tribe. Yeah. A whole section for our sister service called Lit 102.3 FM. So I'm very, very, lit, very nice. <laughs> I'm seeing Lit Tribe. I'm seeing a whole section moving into a band in three years. Mm. We have to sit down and talk about that. I see what the power of tribe. That's what I see, the power <laughs> of tribe. Steve, <laughs> I don't want to see you in no band, Steve. Or no costume. <laughs> With my little speedos, man. Steve, oh, oh God, people, eat, people having breakfast, Steve. Vahamiki, <laughs> uh, what do you want from, from NCC and the state next year to make Carnival uh, more seamless, more successful? I know band leaders have been facilitated a lot to be fair by ncc the state provides security the state provides the savannah the state provides a lot of <clears throat> input into carnival but what would you like to see as a priority in terms of revolutionizing carnival that we have not for two years so that when people come to a carnival that is restarted in 2023 we say okay we fix that at least i mean to be to be fair the first thing would need to be conversation I know you mentioned just now that they have, you know, facilitated, and I think I think that they have, but I think there's a lot more facilitation and a lot more changes that can happen, but it can only happen with conversation. And that is the, the only and main thing that I really want right now. I want, as we prepare to go back out, for us, the band leaders and the stakeholders to not be an afterthought and receive the communication with the rest of the country. But well, it's interesting, it's of interesting that you're, you're saying that now. We've just had a taste of carnival, in parentheses, I put air quotes in that. And I'll leave that there. But I would have imagined that given the two-year hiatus, that a call would have been made to major stakeholders like yourself, like Dean, like Big Mike, like whoever else has all the bands, to sit and have a conversation as early as now, April, May, and not wait till September, September and October when you're going into Christmas, when you have time with that and a local government election 
to start to put things in place because the time just evaporates and then oh my god carnival is here as if we surprised well i i I would not say that the conversations have not been happening but i think their frequency and effectiveness need to be increased you know i think we we at least from our organization have been speaking to the ministry to the minister to different stakeholders um i think a lot of times too when we have conversations and this is with all due respect to all of them but a lot of times when we have conversations we have conversations in pockets with different parts and different bodies that don't necessarily always you know mesh maybe in terms of their perspective so i hope that that gets better as well and that uh, you know we could all look towards but the I'm, 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 you, you just articulated a serious issue and i know consultation doesn't mean total consensus but very often stakeholders go to these meetings and what ends up coming out in terms of their hopes and aspirations is disappointing because a lot of your ideas and suggestions are not taken on board and you wonder what the point of the whole exercise was and you're trying, I, to, you're I, trying to be facilitating and politically correct but that's not my job i'm trying to be very politically correct. It's very <laughs> yes. early paul you ain't taking me down this road you can't change my <laughs> but <laughs> well no but i would say when you as a stakeholder go to a meeting with a governing organization i will never presume to know how to govern i am not a government person i'm an artist but when i go i have learned in my time that it's very important for me to go not only with an open mind but with an expectation that i am one of the voices that they are hearing in a body of many 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 voices so i don't go with the expectation that my idea is the best one what i try to do is to make it as comprehensible as possible and go with the presentation so my thought is this this is why it's this this is how i think it should be executed and this is how we can help execute if we want to go down that road um and that's what we have been doing for well the past couple of months at least i could say in in their commentars Van Mickey, are you willing to take a couple calls from our listeners? I mean, I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Right. So let's do that. 222-8255. 612-8255. Toll-free <laughs> North Americans. 866-525-1099. Do you, would, um, my question really, is a broad question. Do you think that, I mean, Carnival and Tobago, I would assume that they will have direct flights from the, um, you know, Toronto, New York, Miami, straight in Tobago. Do you think Cal should be doing some, start promoting that? Or if they have that in plan? And do we have the hotel stock? You know, that, that is just one of the questions that I have in mind. All right, so we'll grab a couple of calls on your hits at Power12FM or Instant Studio Messenger Service. I thought you were asking if I'm a kid. I thought he was appointed to the assembly and I didn't know. No, no, no. well, I know that question. It's just, I'm just thinking out loud. You know, that would be that would have been but do, does Tobago have a hotel stock for that I know Easter time in, in for a lot of Trinidadians go across to Tobago and you, you catch your aunt uncle and nene to get a hotel room much less for a Tobago carnival yeah, guest houses and it doesn't have to always be hotel no. guest houses and smaller boutique outlets in Tobago that have sprung up so yeah but you know what I would say and it's a conversation we have to <clears> that as well a lot of we every single year it's uh a rush and a, and a fight to get hotel rooms in Trinidad. But the bigger question is, after those three days are done, I can't expect a businessman to open a hotel with hundreds of rooms and then for the rest of the year it remains empty. Mm-hmm. You know, the entire business is not a lie in the three days. And we have had countless conversations with people who deal in accommodations, hotels, hospitality in Trinidad. And that's always the conversation. Okay, we could invest this money into, into building more hotel rooms and Airbnbs and developing houses and whatever. 
for you, but what do I do with it for the rest of the year? And I think if, 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 if it is that this carnival is starting at a smaller scale, it gives that opportunity to be able to have that conversation about, okay, well, if we are building more and more rooms or developing more rooms, then it means we need more activities throughout the rest of the year to make sure that they can be filled. Um, I don't know what those statistics are, but what I would say is I think uh, it's an interesting conversation that comes up, but sure not every single year. And I think sometimes with a level of ignorance, it comes along with it as to what happens for the rest of this 12 months. Well, I think that one yeah. of the issues there is that if, even if people go to Tobago and, and uh, for a particular one or two festivals, there needs to be a better symbiotic relationship between Trinidad and Tobago because while you may come to Trinidad, you can go to Tobago and vice versa. So yes. we, we have an announcement about cricket coming to Trinidad. We have carnival. We have all sorts of, of, of things happening during the year. So if airlift and transfer between Trinidad and Tobago becomes more efficient and effective, I would like, I've always said, I would like to be able to just decide at lunchtime, Steve, let me go and eat up a carbon dumpling in Tobago and leave 12 o'clock run up to the airport, jump on a plane, get to Tobago, have a, have a uh, uh, carbon dumpling on the beach, and come back by 3 o'clock. It should be that efficient. It yeah. should be. It, it used because to be. Right, we have a, a 10 minute hop by air. Yeah. So that's it. used to be a Yeah, but now you have the book and book and, I don't yeah. know. You can't do yes, that, really. That, you should be able to walk into the airport and say, mm. give me a ticket now, like, if, like it's a yeah. shuttle. Yeah. Yes. We have a yeah. call, gentlemen. So let's got it right like that. Never did. Good morning, caller. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I am lying here thinking about how every year they complain about who ain't getting enough money, and now the government have to come up with money twice for the year. Where are we getting that fund for the king and queen of the bonds and stuff like that? But we don't know yeah. if Thank we you take that yeah, we, we don't have those details. Yeah, we'll get those details, I'm well, sure. government for money is to be able to do it. Yeah. I, 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 I think no, the Bagels have the benefit a lot from it. have one thing. Mm. Okay, all right. All right. 7.54. Yeah. Two, two, yeah, we have a couple of minutes with Val McKee again, so we'll take your calls and your hits at 222-8255-612-8255. Those in North America thinking of maybe I should take some vacation in October and come down to Tobago for Carnival. Give us a call. Tell me what you think. Uh, will Carnival in Tobago in October conflict with Miami Carnival, which is also in October? No. Miami, Miami Carnival, Carnival, I believe, is the uh, 7, 8, 9, 10 of October, uh, uh, around that but, time. But, but the issue is not necessarily clashing here. People don't realize when people are booking vacations, they don't have usually have resources to two vacations. If you don't market yours as the preferred destination, they choose one. Correct. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that they clash at the same specific time, but it's mm. about which is seemingly more attractive and competitive to the, the traveler. Yeah. Good morning, caller. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Yeah, well, I support Tobago having a carnival. I do not think we should find any reason except for safety reasons, uh, you know, the health situation and so on. That would be a safety reason that we should not have it. We should have it. But I think we should within our means. I know there's the argument that when you pump money into it, it goes the taxi driver and the concert man and, you know, lady selling bananas because you need to see the house and whatnot. All that goes fine. But but at, at what point is this thing going to take off and fly? You know, I'm in my 60s now. You know, I've been uh, hearing about these subventions for about 50 years. At what point what is... What do you mean by take off and fly? Well, 
self-sustaining. Uh, and, and instead of saying, well, you know, we'll give the money because we know it, it goes down to this one and that, we know that happens, right? At what point is it going to, is going to be a model where you don't have to give the subvention, but they can pay tax? You know, as, and that way, that way you'll get more buy-in to it. Eh? You will Mr. Pinal, do you understand... Do you understand the concept of Carnival bringing in millions of dollars to the coffers of Trinidad and Tobago by various means, and then the coffers of Trinidad and Tobago subventing it the following year? Do you understand yeah, that? I'd concept? like to see the accounting for it. All right. I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a numbers person. I, I beg your forgiveness if I am not soft on the numbers at all. I'm never soft on the numbers. I like to see hard numbers, somebody somewhere, if we don't have the capability, somebody somewhere, because there's other carnivals, there's other enter tourism enterprises elsewhere and so on. Somebody has a formula or an, a good approximation, you know, people do these kinds of things. I want to see a little better explanation than, well, you know, we spend the money and we make a profit, we get it back, you know? All right. Thank you, Mr. Pinal. I would imagine it's the same issue with Tribani, where you would have been so supported by your by your by your mass players that the following year you were able to give you are able to give them more. You're able to improve that service to them, which is what you were speaking about earlier. That's all. Definitely. I mean that's the way that I mean that's the way a business is run. You know, you yeah. provide a, a service or a product to your base. And based on the learnings of that year, based on the earnings of that year as well, you provide more and more, you develop and keep it moving. But, you know, I wanted to, to, to tack on our hands on to Paul's question about what do we really want from the NCC governing bodies based on this last caller there. And I think statistics is one of those things, you know, information is power. And right now in the carnival, he's right. We don't have enough information yearly coming out from the festival. And if we're able to get that, I think it will do better for all of us in terms of decision making. Yeah. All right, we have another call here, so let's grab this call. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, well, Ricky mentioned um, both again, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the experiential and the experiential is important, but Tobago have the opportunity to provide something all totally diametrically opposite to, the, to Trinidad in how, you know, we ex the community coming from the, the community coming from that co cooperative thing, the music, the materials, because you mentioned materials, and materials, I know Johnny Stolmeyer and Akila Jaramogi here, they, they use materials from the forest and, and how you do it, but the craftsmen, Susie Dyer, wire bending and interweaving it. So I think there's an opportunity, but to do it in six months takes a good bit of all your... All your um, arms of the machinery moving, you know, your community development people, your crafts people, the elders, community sitting down and bringing and the musicians and things and, and crafting and curating something that is, that could move. And as you say, you improve as you go along. But Tobago has the opportunity to provide something that I know that a person could come in, stay in a community and experience a carnival from the very beginning and participate in it, even into the construction and development and, and building. And I think Tobago should build something 
that is opposite to the carnival of Trinidad and Tobago. And, and yeah, and I, I, I was in there for now. Um, yeah. Yeah, Dean, I, I, I'm, I'm just going through your message um, on, 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 on my phone in terms, yeah. of, in terms of that. And, and I, agree, I agree with that. With yeah, that. the um, big truck thing, I know that's what people yeah. want to do. Eh? They want to do the big truck and, and wind down the road and all that kind of stuff. That, everybody have that already. But Tobago yeah. could have something different. Yeah. Right. Thank so, you, Paul. Everybody should call you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I ready for that. Too. All right. Yeah. I have your number here. I'll pass it on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All the best. Thanks. All right, Valmiki, we have to wrap up this morning. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? No, just thank you very much for, for having me on this morning. Great to see all of you, and we are really, really excited to, you know, continue this road towards Carnival 2020. Don't forget, Lit Tribe. <laughs> I will make sure and pass this on to the team. <laughs> right. Most importantly, my hey, bags yo. are packed from Mexico next week. Right. All right, y'all. Thank you very much, and take care. See you soon. All the best to you. Of course, we'll chat to you before before Carnival in Tobago. Thank you. All right, of course, that was Valmiki Maharaj of Tribe speaking with us this morning. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.